Dave, I have a confession to make. You know, when I walked in, you looked guilty. I'm not kidding. You had this kind of sheepish, little guilty kind of look to you. I've been cheating on you. I've been cheating on you. Really? Yes. Uh, it started when the Washington Commodores announced their new name last week. Okay. Um, we had just done the podcast. The podcast was over. I knew it was going to be a whole other week before we did a podcast. Uh-huh. I gave my jokes to somebody else. <laughs> Who'd you give I, it to? I, I gave them to John Landecker. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I did. So you're going back to your ex? I, yeah, I, I, yes, yes. I, I told him that the Commodore's quarterback says, hut one, hut two, hut three times a lady. <laughs> and I told him that the stadium is now known as the Brick House. Okay, so you had those in your back pocket. I had you, those. And you flopped them, to, and you didn't flop them. And out. I gave them away. Wow. I gave them to somebody else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. You know, I cured cancer. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, and I gave it to another podcast. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. And I assume he used him on that sh- on his show that same day, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if that was the only thing, I wouldn't feel bad. Okay. But <laughs> okay. I also did some other stuff. What? Well, he sent me an email afterwards. Yeah. And said, hey, you know, you ever noticed that the song, uh, the sound of uh, the new coaches of the Bears, his last name, Aberflus, yeah. so Aber- sounds a little bit like, like Edelweiss? Yeah. yeah. So I did. I, you, I did. You, I wrote, wrote, I you wrote, wrote a song? Yeah. You want to hear it? I mean, it's it's secondhand now. Well, you're you're flaunting right now. If you if you show if you sing me, are you going to sing it to me? I can. If you'd like, you to know what? It. To make it up to me, sing it to me. And I want eye contact, and I want... <laughs> no, no eye contact. And I, want, I have to read it. Okay. I can't give you eye All contact. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. Aberflus, Aberflus, our new coach comes from Indy. If we're right, he just might learn to win when it's windy. In rain or snow, just in fields must grow, or we will boo forever. Aberflus, Aberflus, we've been waiting forever. <laughs> I, wish, I wish this was on YouTube because your, your face for the last two words was ridiculous. <laughs> But then, then, then what else did you do? <laughs> what else? And then Gary Meyer called me. Yeah. Now, this is true. Okay. I, I, I was on his show last week. Yeah. 
And I mentioned, uh, you know, we were talking about the old Cliff Dancer days. Uh, now, people don't realize that you also... I was a head, I was the head Cliff Dancer. You, well, you say that, but uh, if you watch the video, you were just one <laughs> of the Cliff Dancers, as was I. Yeah. And we were talking about it, making jokes about it. And I realized that I had a videotape of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he said, can you send me the tape? And so I did. I sent him the tape. And so this week on his show, he's going to be showing the Cliff Dancers routine. I, I didn't and, sign off on this. And, and we can't use it because I sent him the tape. Yeah, I'm suing it. <laughs> There's a, we do a song about cocaine or we do a, uh, a, mean, poem, a, a poem, poem right. a poem about a cocaine. I watched it for the first time in like 25 yeah. years. It was hilarious. Really? What kind of hair did I have? Uh... You had a... I'd say three quarters head of hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How thin was I? Was I pretty thin? Too? We were all thin. And I know this because all of us were shirtless. <laughs> wearing Speedos, too. And wearing Speedos and dancing to Sly and the Family Stones, Everyday People, and Prince's Let's Go Crazy. You know, I um, I remember when that happened. I mean, like you said, 25 years ago, I was driving home from the paper company. Yeah. And Stephen Gary was on. Uh-huh. And they took callers that were people that were on the show. And a couple, I think women, I'm pretty sure women said, couldn't you have gotten guys that were in better yeah, shape? right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a, just how it was. All right, well, we have our own show to do here. Um, yeah, uh, we got a lot to do, so we better get to it. Yes. Rick, Rick, I think it's time to feel a little bit better about ourselves as parents. Okay. Okay. I always love these stories. Yes, me the, too. The stories <laughs> where, too. wow, I'm not that stupid. Headline, dad has to collect vomiting daughter from school after he accidentally packs nuclear hot sauce in her lunch. (laughs) A dad accidentally sent his daughter to school with the wrong lunch, and now his cringeworthy mistake is going viral. The horrified dad story posted on subreddit TIFU, which is today I... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Effed mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Received over 32,000 upvotes and nearly 2,000 comments. Oh, my God. Reddit. I'm such an idiot. I'll start, start off by saying that my wife has, a very, has very weak taste buds. <laughs> also, as far as husbands go, too, it says <laughs> that she can hardly taste anything unless they're on extremes of their flavor. Like stupid salty, stupid, you know, stupid spicy, etc. Mm-hmm. Well, my job is to get the kids ready for school, make lunches, get them dressed and out to the bus. And then I go off to work. This particular day, my wife was working an early shift, so I decided to make her lunch as well. That was nice. Yeah, very nice. Well, he made ham sandwiches for his two daughters and his wife. For the wife's sandwich, he put something called the last dab spread. Do you know what it is? No. It's, well, they have a YouTube channel of people trying this and then going, (laughs) you know, the the, the stupid YouTube people, right? That that wouldn't take much for you. No, but uh, it's like a thing. You put it on and then you get... You know, you throw up and you oh. do a video of you and you put it on. Oh, fantastic. You know, like uh, it sits at 3 million Scoville. I think Scoville is the unit of heat. Okay. It's like absolutely. Yeah, like off the charts. Crazy high. Yeah. So he got a call at 1130 from uh, the oldest daughter's teacher saying that she's in agony. She's vomiting. She's red. <laughs> and she's sweating, you know, profu- profusely. So he, me- he immediately... Knew what what he did, so he left work and he rushed to the school. He stopped by a gas station to get whole milk and some thick milk chocolate. You know, okay, to, sure, yeah. I don't know if he also bought lottery tickets in junior mints. <laughs> no idea. When he got there, the nurse, the principal, and three cops 
we're waiting for. Oh my God. Because you know, child abuse, yeah. right? Um, everything's fine. Daughter's fine. And let's be honest, this is probably the best thing that could have ever happened to the girl. She could flop out the, she can flop this out anytime she wants. Oh, that's about, a great point. You know, the, the 3 million Scoville card. Um, I could totally relate to this dad, though. Yeah, me you too. Know? Um, let's just say I've made a sandwich or two without taking those little sheets of paper between the cheese. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've done it. I have it. not. Um, but it reminded me of a, one story, and this I call this my opus, my okay, my masterpiece of bad right. parenting. So Lila was like four, uh-huh. meaning the twins were one. Okay. Really calm time in our house. Oh, yeah, right. great. Like every time you would call, what would you hear? <laughs> screaming. <laughs> just absolute just, blood curl like the gravy. screaming. So, Lila, I'm dealing with a twin. And that ended about four years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're, and now the screaming is, now it's just silence. Right. But it's yeah. that passive-aggressive, horrible <laughs> silence. So, Lila was hungry, and she needed a snack, right? And I'm dealing with the twins, and I'm like, okay, fine. So, I run to the pantry, and I got her one of those, you know those wax tubes filled with Kool-Aid? Yeah. yeah, you know those yeah, things. Yeah. So I gave it to her, and then I tend to the twins, and then I check on her like I don't know five minutes later, ten minutes later. <laughs> oh my god! And her face has this like antifreeze green liquid all over her like mouth. I'm like, what the hell did you just do? And she's like, I'm nothing. I'm you know I'm eating this thing. It wasn't it wasn't one of those candies. It was a glow stick. Oh my god! <laughs> I gave her you know those yeah the, yeah July Fourth whatever, yeah. and I'm like. Ah! And I'm like, and I, I, you know, I, I, is it toxic? Apparently not. She's fine. Yeah. You know, uh, don't don't try this at home kids. And I've I've never told that story to anybody. So in about nine months when Michelle finally gets to this episode, (laughs) I'm totally going to get busted for it. You know what I used to do? It wasn't, uh, so much as you know putting the wrong thing in in their lunch boxes it was putting nothing in their <laughs> lunch boxes and at least once a week i would get a phone call from the front uh, office at the at the elementary school uh yes mr kempfer uh sean came to school again today with no lunch in his lunch box so did you just you just gave him the empty box i would just you know i i, I don't know i thought i put a lunch in there i forget or whatever or he didn't take it out from the day before and went back to school with it in yeah. his backpack and and they knew me by face the, like I, hey hello mr kempfer did sean forget his lunch today yeah, yeah. when they say yeah, sean when, yeah. you know <laughs> they always looked at me like mm-hmm. uh, we know who you are so you know the pandemic obviously yeah have you heard of the pandemic? I'm not I've sure. heard of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the kids and the twins, I mean, they stopped school in like March of 20, whatever it was, 2020, 2020. Yeah. We found their lunch boxes like Ooh. in December Ooh. of 20, you know, whatever it was. And it was, oh, it was Ugh. just, you know, yeah. whatever. But there was one like little pastry, like a little Debbie pastry. Totally fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that ho ho untouched. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've got something from our medical desk. Mm. Um, this is a little tidbit. You know, and, you know, sometimes I like to raise the level of uh, intellectual curiosity. Yeah. And this is from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Oh, my God. MIT. Yeah. Wow. Right. Listen to this. This might be the first time we've ever quoted MIT. It might be. Vinny does not need to do a, a jingle. No jingles for, necessary for, for this. For this will be the only time right. we ever do this. A staple on any engineer's workbench is duct tape, Mm -hmm. right? It's quick, it's dependable, fixes cracks and tears in many structural materials. Well, MIT engineers have now developed a kind of surgical duct tape. 
A strong, flexible, biocompatible sticky patch that can easily be and quickly applied to biological tissues and organs to help tears. What, yeah, right. yeah, and wounds. Makes and sense. Like, like duct tape, the patch is sticky on one side, smooth on the other. And in its current formulation, the adhesive is targeted to seal defects in the gastrointestinal tract, which the engineers describe as the body's own biological ductwork. So mm. it all, mm. all fixes up perfectly. Now... Who knew that yeah, duct tape that, really does fix everything? Uh, it does. Yeah, right. you know who knew that? My dad. And my dad. <laughs> yeah. and what if all the medical profession needed all these years was dads, right. dad cure-alls? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, what if, have they ever tried treating creaking bones with a little DW-40? <laughs> have they ever tried filling in pockmarks with toothpaste? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Have they ever tried curing constipation with a plunger? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, well, it's all there. It's uh, all dad. Dad has always known how to fix everything. Well, your dad was handy, right? Well, my dad was an engineer. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he would he like fix stuff around the house and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. My dad was... Like us. Inept. Absolutely <laughs> inept. And, and it became a joke that he would fix everything with... You know, well, duct, duct tape. tape was my dad's yeah, thing too. I, mean, I think even the handy guys just use duct tape. It's just easier. Yeah, right. And it's, it's uh, I now what'll be interesting is when are there? Remember how there's all these doctors that like carve their initials? Oh yeah, and, right. And, like, We've covered that story. Yeah. yeah. So you can like take the duct tape off and like carve your own initials oh, on your pancreas. Yeah. Or doodle. Whatever. Good idea. Hey, we got a review. You want to, uh, Rick? I think we've been. Um, I think we're getting trolled. <laughs> Why is that? We're getting trolled in our reviews. Greg seventy or Greg T seventy five on Apple Podcast writes, My grandfather said their interview with Jack Benny was hilarious. Oh nice. So they're making nice. he's making an uh, old joke. See what you're doing uh-huh. there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Jack Benny was I think we were eleven when Jack Benny died, I believe. Okay. So uh, Greg T, thanks for your five-star review, but bite me. We were not around for Jack Betty. You know what? If you're going to give us a five-star review. Yeah, whatever. We're yeah, fine yeah. with it, aren't we? Yeah. Well, that's very nice. All Rochester. Right. What'd you just say? Rochester, wasn't that what? <laughs> yeah, wasn't he the... Is, Jack Benny was the one that uh, everything was... He was 39 years old. Right, right, right. But he had a... Was it a butler? Yes. Rochester, yes. right? Yes, Rochester. Right, <laughs> when, when you could... Totally stereotype and be racially insensitive. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was a black guy. Right. Yeah. And they would always make fun of him. That's a good point. All right. It's time for another feature. I'm stalling here because I can't seem to find. Uh, what, what's this next feature called? Do you remember? Like it's called Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the Studio Walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into our lengthy as we just pointed out our jack benny archives our very very uh voluminous audio archives because uh, we've been doing this for 40 years mm-hmm. in some way shape or form and uh so here are some of the possibilities i sent dave for this week he gets to pick mm-hmm. i don't know how you get to pick but uh, somehow you get to pick which one we do um february 7th was the birthday of coleman griffith he was a trailblazer in baseball, one of the first sports psychologists, also roundly dismissed and made fun of by the Cubs in 1938 when he was hired. And we have the audio of the famous scene in The Natural that makes fun of this guy. Okay. Uh, Dave said no. 
Um, February 7th, 1971, Earth, Wind, and Fire released their first album. We talked mm-hmm. to one of the producers of Earth, Wind, and Fire, Alan Hewitt, um, who later joined the band Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave said, no, don't want to hear it. February 11th, 2001, Disney released a Tigger movie. Mm-hmm. Little Tommy Kemper reviewed the film for our radio show. Uh, we have the audio. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Dave said, no. Mm-hmm. February 12th. Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Mm. Dave's famous award-winning poem about Lincoln has been committed to audio. We play it every year. I'm not a monkey. I'm not a freak. And for this your year, reviews, Dave said no. Yeah, yeah, it's yesterday. It's forget it. I don't want to do it. Anymore. You really said no. Yeah, I've moved. I've moved on from the Lincoln poem. Oh my God, that, I think people are going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I think no one's going to be. Disappointed. I think they're going to be very disappointed. Uh, this is the thing he said yes to, though. This is. Uh, February 10th, 1994, the Olympic Games were taking place in Littlehammer mm-hmm. in Norway. And uh, if you remember, the big story in the Olympics that year was the Tanya Harding, mm-hmm. Nancy Kerrigan thing. Nancy Kerrigan got hit in the knee right. by... What? Right. <laughs> right. This was, like, this was the biggest story right. of the year. Right. And it nobody was, under 30 even knows what we're I know. About right it was huge. It was so huge that John Landecker and I wrote oh, two songs oh. about it. Uh, one called uh, Breaking Knees is Wrong to Do. Okay. And another one called um, Broken Laces. Because okay. when she actually right. skated, then her right. laces and broke. Then she and pouted. She did pouty face for the judges. Yes. Then, now, if you remember, Dave, uh, during that time when I was writing those songs, you and your wife actually played a role in this. I don't know if you remember this. Mm. For our stage show, for Landecker and the Legends stage show, Bridget... My wife and mm. Michelle, your wife, built a giant pinata leg. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah, of and, Nancy Kerrigan's right, leg, right, and uh, with a little skirt on it right. and a skate foot, and duct tape, uh, yeah, right. and filled it with like gold medals, which was really the gelt from right. the Hanukkah, Hanukkah gelt. Right, right. Yes. And while we were performing the song, the listeners or the people that are in the audience would be could whack okay. the leg yeah, and right. the knee, and if they until it broke, and then the all the stuff came sure. out and people would yeah yeah that's a good bit it is a good bit yeah. it is a good bit um and so uh, i have a picture of that we're going to post that on our new instagram page. yes we tommy or sean kempfer is doing our insta he's our social media intern yes he is so we're going to do that for you uh, a bit later um but first i want to play part of this song do 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 down to be do down down knock it knock it down to be do down Okay, you get you kind of yeah. get the idea. That was good. Yeah, uh, let me play a little clip here further into the song. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is quite a lot of uh, audio work. work yeah, yeah. I, I I want you to note to everybody. Why don't you describe to everybody how great I am at this while I try to find it? You know, a lesser producer would have had this all tabbed up, ready to go. Well, that's true. All um, right, well, fine. Let's go. They say that breaking knees is wrong to do But Tanya wants to win a medal too Nancy's already won a bronze That's why the ugly duckling wants to break the knees of all the schwans 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I really appreciate that you're wearing a poodle skirt. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in, I'm in character. I'm in character. That's being... So anyway, that's uh, that's this week's Studio Waltz. But we have a lot more oh, show yeah. coming up. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you a little tease of mine. Okay. Horny Build-A-Bears. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one, too. Yeah. Naughty Nuns. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you make a song for Landecker about that, too? <laughs> and then we've got a celeb story uh, that was requested via Twitter. Yeah. Uh, all that is still coming up on the show, so don't go anywhere. So, Lou, what's the deal with horsepower? I mean, we don't use horses anymore. Well, we like horses, and that's how it started, so these are our new ponies. At least we're living in the golden age of horsepower and doing our best to enjoy it like we do on the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You really think you can feed like 700 horses, Mark? And we're back. I suspect the Kempfer is not a big Build-A-Bear home. No. We right. Did you have you, you know what Build-A-Bear is? I, right? I've heard of it, yes. So it's a retail outlet. They're in malls, right? And you right. you know, you can go there and you can and we've we went through that phase, you know, when Lilo was eating glow sticks. Right. Uh, <laughs> where you would you would go to, you know, you would you could pick the shell or you could pick the body. Yeah. And then you can, you know, have a little clothes and stuff and then you can watch them fill the bear and then you put a little heart in there you know in the yeah. bear oh, how nice and it's and it's actually i guess pretty big with couples going on their first date oh my God. Yeah, blah 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 blah, yeah. blah well build a bear has just launched an after dark series okay it's an adult themed uh, uh, series of bears for and they're they're called horny to that we're not calling <laughs> they're not calling it horny teddy bears we in the media are calling uh-huh, it uh-huh. Uh, the fake news media right so um they like i said they they um, released this after dark collection um it debuted it debuted it debuted it debuted in just in time for valentine's day and in order to go on the website you have to be over 18 well at least you have to say that you're over oh, for you crying 18. out loud here are some of the bears you can buy there's a bear in pajamas looking a little wasted holding a wine spritzer okay okay um, you can also get a bear holding a cell phone with a T-shirt that reads "Don't text your ex." Okay. Okay. So they're pretty tame. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, my favorite, if I had to choose, is a bear wearing boxers and devil horns with a, you know, kind of a devilish little smirk. Okay. So th- these are a little yeah, tiny. I mean, yeah, yeah not with the now. I'm thinking that they Uh-oh. should. I'm thinking that they really should tap into the adult market, okay? And I'm thinking of a whole later middle age market and, uh-huh. and raise uh-huh. the bar a little bit, okay. right? And knowing what I know about people in this demographic, yeah. sex is really not the no. go-to unique selling no. proposition that you want no. to, right? They need to get real. They need to really connect with that audience on a yeah. granular level, right? Okay. So another, you know what? I'm going to give you three. Three right. multi-million dollar ideas. Again, just flopping them out. All right, right? Three, three million uh, dollar ideas. So, um, again, this is for Build-A-Bear. Uh, I call this Petey the Pizzly. Petey okay. the Pizzly. Yeah, you'll have hours of fun playing with Petey in the middle of the night when this middle-aged cutie gets up three to five times to urinate. <laughs> Plus, his detachable, fluffy, and large prostate makes a great pillow, Rick. Okay. So, Petey the Pizzly. Pizzly is a type of bear, in case you didn't know. Okay. Okay. And there's there's Testy the Tibetan Blue Bear. Okay. Okay. Need a furry friend to lay around the couch day in and day out? Testy is perfect for you. 
Watch as his rapidly falling testosterone levels <laughs> cause severe muscle loss, depression, and general slovenliness. I thought when you go with testy, I thought, especially when you said dropping. Okay, well, that's dropping yeah, right, testes. Right. Uh, um, uh, the only way to make a testy perk up is a visit from Trixie the Thai Dancing Bear, which is sold separately. Okay. okay. My favorite menopause, and I spelled it menopause, P-A-W-S. Oh, Because they're how bears. Cute. How cute. Menopause, the Marcian brown bear. Meno is perfect for those cold winter nights. She'll keep you warm with her hot flashes and night sweats. <laughs> and it also comes with Build-A-Bear's pant and a rational play set for her frequent mood swings. Rick. I think we've just lost all of our <laughs> Any of our so So it's a different mark. It's not. It's, it's still for the, you know, it's the older for us. Some people just don't want to hear honesty, Dave. They just don't want to hear it. Yeah. All right. I have a story for you. See, Petey. Yeah, no, Pete, I, got it, right? I get it. I got it. Okay. I got it. Uh, when Sister Mary Margaret Kruiper became a nun. That's, isn't that a Cheech and Chong bit? It sounds like it, yes. She took vows to live as Jesus did through chastity, obedience, and service to the poor, sick, and uneducated. But when it came to the vow of poverty, this Southern California nun struggled to Ixnay. maintain her promise <laughs> to the Catholic Church because of a gambling addiction that was out of control for a decade. The Los Angeles native embezzled more than $835,000 from the Catholic school in Torrance, California, where she was principal, um, to uh, pay for personal expenses, including gambling trips to Vegas and Lake Tahoe, according to federal prosecutors. The tuition checks and funds sent to St. James Catholic School between 2008 and 2018 that were stolen by Kruiper equaled the tuition of 14 students. Wow. Wait, so four? Yeah. All right. This is that's one of what I'm going to say. There. Yeah. Wait a minute. Fourteen students equals eight hundred thirty-five thousand. Holy crap! That's sixty grand a year. Oh my god! Who's doing the stealing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Sister Mary says, "I have sinned. I have broken the law. I have no excuses. My vi- my actions were a violation of my vows." Yeah. This is an age-old story, Dave. Yeah. Nun is a little pent up because of her vows. Yeah. Nun goes to church bingo night, yeah. cleans up. Right. Next thing you know, she's in Vegas at the $25,000 blackjack table. And unlike church bingo night, the dealers there aren't going to take a you're going to hell or a rap on the knuckles with a ruler for payment. They want their money right. now. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I saw um, Albert Brooks, the uh, Lost in America. Yeah. I know how. Exactly. I mean, the, so. 22. Come on, 22. So when you. You sent me this story. It reminded me when we were fancy, you know, footloose and fancy free when Michelle and I, when we didn't have yeah. duct, duct tape, kept, uh, you know, don't have kids, we would go to like charity events, like yeah, gam- no, gambling know. nights, yeah. you know, whatever. And churches, I don't know if they still do it. They probably they do. do. So there was, we went to one of these, you know, blackjack nights or casino nights at some, you know, church. And I remember seeing there they had a little snack bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember on like the menu board, it said, Father, I don't know, Rabinowitz, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Rabinowitz. <laughs> so, you know, Father O'Malley. O- right. Father O'Malley <laughs> has provided or has given a special dispensation so you can enjoy our Italian beef sandwiches. So it must oh, it was, have been. It was a Friday It night. was a Friday. Dur- yeah. Is it during Lent? During or? Lent, yeah. So can they do that? Can yeah, a, there, yeah, there's no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> so is this just an executive order? Yeah, there's that no rules. Right. All right. It's time for uh, another feature. 
A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, this is the part of the show where we uh, tell some celebrity stories. Mm-hmm. And um, I got this uh, direct message on Twitter from Ginny S. Ginny mm-hmm. S. writes, I'm a big fan of The View, and I'm ticked that Whoopi Goldberg was suspended for two weeks. That just happened, I yeah. guess, right? Um, she apologized, and that should be the end of it, according to Ginny S. I'm not from Chicago, so I wasn't familiar with his name, but I remember hearing one of your shows when a sportscaster talked about all the times he was suspended. <laughs> oh, I know who you're going to It was hilarious. What, was, what is wrong with broadcasting executives? Yeah. This is Ginny S. All right, so, by the way, there's a lot wrong with broadcasting executives. I, don't even get me started. But I know exactly which one she's talking about. She's talking about Mark Jean Greco. And if you remember right, he gave us a whole list of all the right. th- After he was fired for something he shouldn't have done, he gave us a whole list of but, things you know, he, he was said. fired. It was not something that should have been fired. Well, let, let him tell the yeah, story. Man. Here's a clip from that show. Well, you, yeah. one thing you mentioned was, um, you know, sometimes you might have crossed the line. Um, and obviously, uh, <laughs> we know that because we're having this conversation right now. Uh, yeah. There have been a couple times over the years, you know, where you either got suspended or slapped on the wrist, uh, you know. How many times did that happen? In your well, let's group? go. Let's go through that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Show's uh, over at ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, let's see. In no particular order, um, there was the famous one was Detroit. Detroit right. won the NBA championship, and I showed a clip of a Godzilla movie of the monster <laughs> destroying downtown, throwing cars, ripping down telephone poles, and put up a font that said "Live Downtown Detroit." <laughs> And said, yeah, yeah, it's typical, you know, Pistons fans celebrating. That's Detroit, blah, blah, blah. Well, oh, my God, that's interpreted as racist. I know. What? Yeah. Yeah. So against against Japanese was, people because of Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that. And also uh, my my defense was, hey, we ran video of white guys from Winnetka turning over cars on Rush Street the first year the Bulls won. That's true. So that was misinterpreted. I got suspended for that. Had to apologize. And since when? Uh, do we care about Detroit, right. our rival city in every sport? Then uh, I sort of half kidding suggested, you know, tongue in cheek that the NBA finals might have been rigged because uh, Hugh Hollins was brought in to do game six right. of the Bulls Lakers. And he was always terrible with the Bulls. He would always at the you worst know, possible gonna, moment. Oh, yeah. Never getting free throws. Always the worst calls at the worst moment. So I said, you know, NBC and the, the NBA, they may have gotten together to try to force the seventh game here. And, oh, my God. <laughs> the, the the network people, David Stern, everybody went nuts. Uh, I had to apologize. And Dick Versace was my co-host. And he's standing there with me. You know, he's got the white turban hair going uh-huh. all the time. And he's looking at me. Might have hit a little too you, close to home on that one, apparently. Yeah, right. He goes, oh, I, I know you're kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had to apologize on the air for that. And then... Uh, Don King had ripped off a bunch of young local boxers. And we had done a story on these three kids who didn't get their money and, you know, weren't uh, given what they were promised. And, you know, Don King ripped them off like he did a lot of other people. Right. So we did that story. And uh, I came out and said, to you, what do you want from a murderer? 
Yeah. And <laughs> he actually his, was convicted of that. Well, here you go. His lawyers were in town, happened to hear it. They went nuts. They called the station. Of course, management wouldn't back me. They freaked out. So they wrote an apology that I was supposed to read on the air. Well, I kind of ad-libbed around it and said, I'm really sorry for calling Don King a murderer. Technically, it was manslaughter. <laughs> oh, gee. Okay. And you got to apologize for that. And then I, I made fun of Aretha Franklin's weight one night, uh, which, you know, I shouldn't have. But that was not racist. That was just being unkind to an overweight person. Right, which, exactly. That was uh, yeah, Probably weightist. shouldn't have done that either because she was at the Chicago Theater. And, you know, at the end of the newscast, whenever there's a prominent celebrity in town, they give you a little clip and you end the show with, you know, hey, over at Chicago Theater, it's the great Aretha Franklin and show about 30 seconds of the song. And they come out and Ron Majors goes, ah, oh, the queen of soul. And I said, she looked more like the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dang. Uh, and all the TV critics ran with that. And I was like, okay, another apology. Racist, sexist, pig. It's just like, no. Oh, God. It's just for fun. Uh, there's another one. Um, there was this old guy in the front row of a Sox game. And I always like to start the highlights with a setup shot of some goofy fan or, you know, the manager doing something stupid or what a sign or something like that. And this guy looked exactly like Wilfred Brimley. Okay. So, all right, let's go to the ballpark. And they put up that shot of him and I go, got diabetes, but I'm at the game. And... <laughs> Oh, of course, you know, Diabetes Association calls. And, oh, my God. Oh, just man. kidding. I don't mean anything by it. But that's basically well, been my career right there. And then <laughs> there's there's more. You know, what? we'll post the entire interview at uh, our new at our new Instagram. Page. Well, tell yeah. us about the Instagram. OK, page. so here it is. It's called um, uh, Minutiaman Official. Oh, OK. If you go on Instagram follow us because i think right now we have three followers <laughs> and you're not even one of them yeah i, I oh. followed this morning okay so yeah. four yeah um but you know we gotta we're yeah. gonna put our secret stuff on here we're gonna put some previews of things uh we're gonna put that picture of tanya harding's okay. leg pinata we'll put this uh marching greco thing if people are fans come check it out because yeah. there's a little extra bonus stuff in there and we'll follow you back yeah, we have no discretion. Whatsoever. That's right, exactly. So it just started. And this Sean, week. your son, is our intern handling this. Right, right. he is. Well, so if there's anything wrong with it, and I, mean, I said to him, whatever you do, don't make people think we're illiterate. So he's needs. To, he's got some issues in the. Uh, you know what? Out. Well, I think one issue that maybe we'll talk about at our next show is when you said when he volunteered to do it yeah and you said well do you have time and he's like oh yeah i got all this yeah, right no that was a little worrying because <laughs> he is Come in college. College. <laughs> oh my god dad the, the amount of time i'm looking for things to do uh anyway to follow along with 40 years of rick and dave you can go to my blog rick comfort.blogspot.com to contact us you can follow us on twitter at minutiaman or email us at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. As you can tell, we do read yeah. some of your emails on, on uh, the show. I keep forgetting the password and have to, have yeah, to request a new get, password. I get that a lot. Uh, you can also check out our publishing company, Eckhart's Press, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z, press.com. We've got a lot of books coming out. Got a book in here? Yeah. Ooh. 
That just that just makes you happy, <laughs> right. doesn't it? Well, I love your little face. We really should start videotaping. <laughs> Filming Because your faces are just you're very a, expressive. Well, maybe we can put that on the Instagram. Uh, oh, how about that? Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Tony is all over Instagram. Oh, my God, yeah. He hasn't cut his hair in like 17,000 days the, or something. The last picture I saw of him. Yeah. And he he's really good with like the filters the, the Instagram lighting, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah whatever it's scary really, yeah really, really. yeah yeah he's a freak he's yeah. a freak yeah. uh we're distributed by ed silla with radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it's just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Nutriman. the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm glad this is something we can't be fired from, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you positive about that? Well, you got to listen. Yeah, let's see if this show is a fireable offense or if there's something in it that is. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.